if you've ever gotten the feeling that they're laughing at us, you're probably right. I've got a story for you today that will probably really make you feel that there are elements in the hierarchy of the church that are absolutely having a good chuckle at everyone who wonders what is going on in the church and what is going on with their being visibly, at least, two popes simultaneously. One active pope and one retired who insists on wearing the papal garb and still calling himself pope, even if he tagged on the emeritus title to it in the biggest act of papal novelty in the modern history of the church. Yes, I do sometimes think that the powers that be are indeed having a good laugh at our expense, and I have some evidence to that effect today, because it is a brazen act of admission from someone who professes to be in the Vatican, and claims that Benedict did not retire voluntarily. Take this story with a grain of salt, though, because if we've learned anything by now, it's not to extend too much trust to some of the more brazen types who say things like this. Our story comes from not an obscure Catholic figure who has been promoting the idea that Benedict is still the true Pope for one variation of that hypothesis or another, but from a mainstream news outlet that isn't even Catholic. And that's why this caught my attention. It comes from the Express out of the UK. In a story by writer Clive Hammond, remember that name, a Vatican insider details how Benedict XVI did not wish to retire, but was pushed to do so by outside forces. Outside of the papacy, meaning. Now, before I go further, I'm going to say something here. Call it a disclaimer. Again, take the story with a grain of salt. It is not the unequivocal proof that is needed to prove the hypothesis that Benedict didn't really retire, or that it was involuntary, making the conclave that selected Francis invalid. At best, this is a piece to that puzzle. Take it with a grain of salt, given the nature of the people we are talking about here in the Vatican. Anyway, from that story at the Express, quote, The former pontiff retired in 2013. With Benedict citing his declining physical state and age as the main factor behind the unprecedented move, his decision paved the way for our Cardinal Jorge Mario Bergoglio, who would be named Francis, to be selected as the new Vatican head, sparking optimism in some circles that a much-needed modernization program to revitalize the Catholic Church would be installed. Yet uncertainty surrounded Benedict's position was unearthed when Sebastian Gomez detailed how leaks, messes, and a referential attitude among its most powerful administrators had hamstrung the Vatican under Benedict's stewardship. Mr. Gomez said, this internal mess is the, in the end is what broke Benedict's back. Vatican author Linda Telford told Express that Benedict's incapacity to handle major issues at the top of the church, including McCarrick-type issues, had seen insiders feel a change at the top was needed. Insiders remember that. She argued that as Benedict still remains in the upper echelons of the church, where he still resides inside the Vatican, he has managed to further his influence, despite leaving his post eight years ago. End quote. Again, insiders feeling a change was needed. Fascinating. So first a note here. This information is clearly coming from a pro-Francis, pro-ultra-modernist perspective in the Vatican. I've never hid the fact that I'm not exactly the biggest fan of any of the popes from the council onward, and that I personally think that every single one of their papacies had rather serious issues that would have been brought to light in an era like ours with more ready access to information and the ability to communicate it to the public like we have now. That having been said, what we're talking about here is something else entirely. 
Note that they are placing the blame for all the stories from the church that we all know all too well about from the last two decades squarely on Benedict. The Carrick-type priests will say, as well as the massive data dump that happened when internal Vatican records were put on the internet. All are placed at his feet. Now certainly, the buck stops somewhere, but in essence, our problems today from the 1990s, if not earlier, on through today, are being placed at his feet. Given what we know about the St. Gallen group, their influence, and all the mechanisms that they had their hands on throughout the modern history of the Vatican, and given what we know about the men Francis keeps by his side rather consistently, this is a pretty rich statement to be coming from the, these figures like Hammond and Telford here, to put it mildly. Again, we're talking about brazen bragging. But let's continue. Quote, When asked whether Benedict was pushed into his retirement, Miss Telford said, yes, he certainly was pushed. That he did not wish to go has been evident all through the reign of Francis, where Benedict has tried to control events from the background. Unfortunately, has been all too effective in his opposition to any much-needed change. He's been as obstructive as possible ever since his retirement from his physical state, yet here she still is, still interfering. Miss Telford said he was asked to leave because of the inability to show that serious matters were being dealt with, something she suggested people now demand. At the end of his retirement, the Pew Research Center's Forum on Religion and Public Life found that he was popular amongst most Catholic worshippers, but many were deeply unhappy of his handling of issues such as the uh, McCarrick situation. End quote. Now let's be clear about something here. The protocols for a Pope retiring require that the retirement be 100% voluntary. No one disputes that, whether they are the biggest believer and advocate that Benedict is still the true reigning pontiff, despite his apparent retirement, or the biggest Francis fan who admits that Francis is a luminous pope, but who may himself retire because early on he said that he would, like Benedict did. There is no debate that this act must be done voluntarily, or it's not valid. If what this Miss Telford is saying is true, then the church has a bigger issue than most commentators are willing to talk about on its hands. Now, who is Miss Telford? Melinda Telford is clearly a modernist Francis Church author who has penned a book on the influence of the ladies in the Vatican. It only took a couple of minutes of searching around the internet to find out that this isn't the first time she has spoken publicly about Benedict XVI in, the, in a less than positive way. In May of 2020, she spoke about Benedict being a thorn in the side of Francis. A quote from that piece reveals a consistent track record of her belief that Benedict is keeping Francis somehow from instituting his whole program of quote-unquote revitalization. This excerpt is, a, is from a story about some holy water comment that Francis made last spring that probably made all of our heads hit our desks and, or walls in frustration, but didn't rise to the level to be talked about widely by most of us who do this commentary thing. But he said some Francis-type statements about holy water nearly a year ago. Now remember that for context. Quote, Expert... <laughs> Linda Telford believes Pope Benedict and other Vatican hardliners quote-unquote won't like the fact that he, meaning Francis, made the passing comment amid concerns Benedict is making Francis's life a quote-unquote misery. Telford is also concerned that despite Francis's best efforts to quote-unquote reach out to new people to join the church, he may be once again stuck due to an alleged row with Benedict. In many quarters, Francis is seen as one of the most innovative popes, but appears to be at odds with Benedict, the man he replaced at the top of the Catholic Church. End quote. Again, a track record of comments about Benedict being unfriendly with Francis for whatever reason. Now, remember that the author of this Express piece, Clive Hammond, is probably the Vatican beat writer for the Express. 
and he had a story from the beginning of the month that is worth bringing up here, which is also about Benedict. In that piece from February 8th, Hammond claims that Benedict is angry with Francis, and that traditionalists are scared of the modernizing Francis. The crux of why Benedict and Trads are angry and scared of Francis, according to him, is because he hired a plainclothes undercover nun to be a fully participating member of the committee that elevates priests to become bishops, a curious practice in itself that used to be done mostly by the Pope, personally, but is again another novelty of the post-conciliar church of accompaniment and leveling. The author praises Francis's more innovative approach and uses the word modernizing again, patterned for Hammond now, to describe what Francis is doing, and his aim to make the church more welcoming for anyone who wants to join. Now, clearly, he has never heard how Francis says not to go out and work for conversions. I mean, I've detailed that here before. But then we get this money piece here, quote, Yet by implementing this agenda, Francis has left traditionalists within the church, such as former pontiff Benedict, terrified as they fear the rich history of Catholicism could be ripped apart. Linda Telford, a religious historian, told express.co.uk that moves to install the ladies in more powerful positions could split the church. Benedict and Francis have routinely been at odds over their stance for the future of the church. Benedict argues the traditions must be respected, while Francis wants to ensure more people can be welcomed. End quote. Continuing, this wedge between Benedict and Francis has grown bigger over recent years, Miss Telford says, as the ex-Pope attempts to exert his authority despite re retiring from the post in 2013. All right, now Telford here then says something so ugly about Benedict that I can't even repeat it here. But in essence, she believes that fully one half of the humanity, according to the church, according to traditionalists, has only the proper role of engaging in prayer and making babies. And that's it. And statements like that are distortions of what Catholics believe. And to see it stated by a Vatican so-called expert is truly revealing. Which brings us back to the original statement, that Benedict retired involuntarily. The expert in question is someone with an axe to grind against Benedict, but also with Francis, because clearly they believe that Francis should be doing more to level the church, to bring about secular standards for everything into the hollowed halls of the church. And if anything, these words are meant to challenge Francis to move forward despite whatever influence Benedict is perceived to have. That's revealing, and it's almost like she's saying that Francis owes his post to the influence of certain people who put him there. Remember those insiders we mentioned at the beginning. At the very least, she's said too much, because if she is truly a Vatican insider, and all indications are that she is, that she has the kinds of connections that make her work possible, then what we have here is someone who said the quiet part out loud, who admitted to something that they should never have admitted to, because in so doing, they've given those of us with real questions about the state of things in the church, more information about exactly what went down in Rome in late 2012 and early 2013, and that may prove to be priceless as we move forward. All right, so as usual, my sources are linked in the show notes today at returntotradition.org. Our hosts don't like ads appearing on screen from other places, hence the lack of screenshots here. And they don't like ads linked to uh, things in videos, so the sources are linked at my website as usual. But let me know what you think about this in the comments, please. And remember, this isn't all the proof that is needed to unequivocally state that Benedict's retirement wasn't his choice. We need members of the hierarchy who were there to admit that brazenly, and I think they know better than to do that. But those are my thoughts. Let me know yours. As always, pray for the church. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.